Welcome back, everyone, to the NFT Nation podcast, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. And in today's episode, I will be interviewing NFT Arthur, who is known for all of his social media presence, as well as his content uh, all about NFTs and NFT trading, as well as giving information and teaching people how to uh, purchase and sell NFTs. So without further ado, uh, I would like to kind of give NFT Arthur the floor and kind of let him explain himself. So go right ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? So of course, I'm NFT Arthur. I'm very happy to be here um, in NFT Nation. Thank you for having me. So I'm a NFT YouTuber and as well um, Instagram influencer, I would say, and uh, as well uh, NFT collectioner. So I've been collecting NFT for quite a while now, over a year and a half now. And I love NFT. I love talking about it. I love teaching people about it. So if you guys have any question for me about NFT, do not hesitate to DM me or anything like this. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I'm really happy to uh, have you on today just because I think we are on the same wavelength, especially in the crypto space that we both appreciate and want to uh, teach people all about crypto and NFTs as well as kind of the whole Web3 universe. So uh, you and I are kind of one in the same. So it's, um, I'm excited to get into these questions. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I for sure think like you and I are kind of the same on like we both want to like teach to people. And I think like, you know, with Web3, it's all about like being uh, able to actually teach to people and informate people about like those new things coming, you know, and like the more we do it, uh, the more fast uh, everyone's going to be able to be on board. Exactly, exactly. It's like uh, we are the ones building on the ground floor, teaching everyone to get into the space. So the space yeah. continuously continues to get bigger. So um, I think for my first question today, obviously many people are wondering, you do have an accent. Uh where are you from exactly? So I'm from France. I was born and raised in France, in south of France, nearby Marseille, a small city called Sanary-sur-Mer. And um, I was uh, living uh, there for uh, my whole life. And then I moved to United States about like eight years ago. So I know it's quite a while, but my accent is still there and still <laughs> I think it's not gonna leave, unfortunately. Ah, uh, it's all right. I think I think everyone can understand. I don't know. Even though you do have an accent, you you pronunciate everything perfectly. So I don't think there's a problem there. But it, it does make you kind of unique in the space because there's not a lot of people I have seen from France. And it's great to see that there's a wide diversity of people inside the space because it's really meant for everyone. I know. So you know what? That's fun because, like, of course, like I have a very strong accent from France. And so everyone assumes like, oh yeah, so you're from France, you live in France. And then I tell them, oh no, actually I live in Phoenix, Arizona. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, how did you end up in Phoenix, Arizona? Like one of the, <laughs> or like one of the warmest uh, states in the United States, you know? And like every time I tell them, you know, like my story, my wife is born and raised actually in the States. So that's why I end up here, you know? And no, I like it and I love it actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's uh, great to have you in the, beautiful us we're always looking to have positive people and it's, it's great to see more and more people uh come in and bring positivity but um 
so before we get on into the, all the crypto and stuff, uh, what do you do for a living? Obviously, uh, NFTs is not your full time job. What do you What do you do outside of crypto? So, um, I'm a photographer and videographer, and so my wife and I work for ourselves. We we have our own company. So we do a lot of uh, photo shoot for like uh, social media contents for people, you know, all sorts of kind of things. Um, as well, we work with like some local companies, you know, who need like photo shoot or video for their company. And um, we actually do as well tons of weddings, which is a great industry to be in if you're like doing some photo or video. So we do a lot of things but mainly photo and video related to photo and video. So that's what we are doing. And that's my uh, main activity, uh, my bread and butter of every day, I would say. Yeah, awesome, awesome. It's a, uh, I, I can I can only assume that your uh, artist background with photography and everything kind of ties into the NFT space because you can appreciate art and everything, just like how you appreciate your uh, photography work. Yes, 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 definitely, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm very touched by like NFT due to the fact that, I mean, like that's one because like I'm a photographer. So some people will consider me as an artist. I don't consider me as, a, as, as an artist myself, but like I like when people say that I'm an artist. But so maybe that's why like I'm very attached to NFTs, you know, like by myself being a photographer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, to kind of transfer into kind of the topic at hand today, how did you exactly get started with crypto? So um, I got started because like um, of my brother, my brother uh, was in crypto as well. And he was telling me, you need to get into it. And uh, he nonstop bothered me about it for multiple months. And after um, making my own research, I discovered that was a very uh, interesting world to be part of. And so once I was ready, I basically... uh, like basically buy like the two main uh, crypto money that you can buy like AES and Bitcoin so that's what I, I bought first uh, some ETH and some Bitcoin and that's how I got introduced in, in the crypto world yeah awesome it's a kind of similar I've interviewed a couple people and yeah it, it seems very similar to how the majority of people um, first got into the space is that either a family member or a friend first tells them to just try it out maybe learn a bit and then uh, they ended up kind of carrying them into uh, a new whole world, if that makes sense. I know, I know. It totally makes sense. You know, though, what's crazy, actually? So when I was a kid, I mean, like, that sounds crazy, but, like, did you ever heard, like, about, like, the dark net, the dark web? Yeah, 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 dark web, well, yeah. There was, like, a website that was called um, Silk Road. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know Silk Yeah, that's Silk that's Road. That's, like how a lot of, like, like the main part of the dark web is like famous for yes. being on the dark so, web. When I was a kid, basically like at least like 15 years ago, basically like uh, there was able, you were able to basically connect yourself on Silk Road and buy stuff with like crypto money at the time, you know? And mm-hmm. that's crazy because like at the time, Bitcoin was like nothing, you know? And like, I could have been able to buy some, but like I was thinking like this whole thing was cash and I didn't have any need to buy anything on that website, you know, but like I can't stop thinking about it every time. Like it's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how um, the crypto space has kind of evolved from 
people buying illegal stuff on the dark web and it kind of blossomed into what it is now and it's it's really great to see that there's more use cases than just buying drugs with bitcoin i know it's crazy <laughs> it's really crazy and the, the more crazy parts about it's like the more it's evolved we hear crazy story from back then you know like this dude who bought like a domino pizza with like so many bitcoins oh you know? yeah he bought a big he bought a pizza for like ten thousand bitcoins it's just like, like, mind-blowing i know it's mind-blowing whoever like cash out on those bitcoins is like rich as hell you know and it's like what the fuck yeah yeah it's crazy but i, I feel like especially like you said the more and more this um space grows the more and more crazier those stories are going to get which is It just, it's just just mind-blowing to think that someone was paid 10,000 Bitcoins. But back then, that was only like 25 bucks. I know. It's just, that's wild. I know. Um, but uh, you talked about how your kind of brother helped you get into crypto and everything. How has he done in with crypto and everything? Like, he obviously seemed like he got in pretty early. Well, honestly, he has done very well for himself. Um, after, like, he got in pretty early, but it's not like at the time he didn't, like, have, like, thousand of dollars to actually mm-hmm. invest in mm-hmm. that was actually like the maybe like uh maybe the the wrong of himself but at the end of the day it's like you do with what you got you know what i mean yeah so yeah yeah he was able to invest what he had which was like not much at the time but for now for what it is it's great you know because like it paid for all his collections that he has not in nfts and mm-hmm. <clears throat> He got a beautiful um, collection in NFTs, and now that's mainly what he does with his life, you know, like crypto and NFTs, you know, and wow. he turns that into something, you know, he turns that uh, nothing into something, and I have a lot of respect for this, and I think this is amazing, you know, and like, I'm looking forward for what he's going to do in the future with his collection, and uh, and yeah, it's amazing. Awesome, awesome, yeah, so I'm really, really happy to see uh especially someone tied or just t- not even just tied to you, but someone in the space doing, doing well for themselves and supporting themselves via NFTs and everything. That's great to see. But um, how did you exactly get started with NFTs? Obviously, you, you explained how you got started with crypto. What was your first kind of NFT experience? So basically, uh, one night I come back home and I talk to my wife and I tell her the whole speech about NFT, you know, and she seems pretty interested about it. And so... We, of course, go directly on OpenSea and we browse through OpenSea looking through NFT. And at some point, we find the artist uh, Fuck Rounder. Fuck <laughs> Rounder. And so we really like his work. You know, like my wife was following him on Instagram for like a few years already. I was liking his work already, like on internet very much. And show, what, like looking his work and his nft like was really matching with what i wanted you know and so when we both look at uh, the nft called repressed we were like damn we need that nft you know like we we knew we were needed this one absolutely and the most crazy part about it like when we start going on OpenSea, we didn't we were not like okay we we, we are going to buy an nft tonight you know And we end up buying the same NFT we saw the same night, you know, and that's crazy about it, you know. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, can you can you kind of go more in depth of why you decided to sell it the same day you bought it? Oh, no, no, no. We didn't sell it. We bought it the same oh, day. Oh, oh, oh. No, sorry, no, no, sorry. no, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. Okay. I was saying, I was saying basically like we went on open sea, you know, like for the first time of our life without having the intention of buying an NFT and we end up buying it the same day we, we went. So, oh, you bought something the first day you signed up. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Sorry. And yeah. I apologize. And that's on my end. It was like the first day that I introduced NFT to my wife. It was also the first day that I was like going through like open sea, wow. you know, like browsing without even having the intention of buying, you know, I didn't want to do anything until <laughs> yeah. I saw this NFT and this NFT ca catch caught my intention, you know, and I, and I don't know why I, I thought that if I didn't buy it, someone will buy it. And I was mm -hmm. right about it because like right after that I bought it, few weeks later, I received like tons of, 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 of offer about it, you know, so I was, mm -hmm. I was really, really happy about it. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of admirable to see that you kind of decided to take a deep dive, your first experience with it, like you kind of had a lot of um, faith in yourself, like you kind of YOLO'd it with the crypt, with um, like just buying something the first day you signed up just because you believe in everything. And even though you didn't think you were going to buy something the first no. day, it's just like, it's, it's like, wow. I mean, it was, it was obviously a great decision. So after, I would say I didn't buy like any random NFTs that I saw, you know, uh, you know, like I select a very specific artist that I knew was already famous and that I knew was already doing good, you know, and for me, it was a great deal. So it was like matching with what I was looking for, even if I was not looking for anything. So that is funny. But uh, if it was not, if it was, if it would not have been like, a famous artist or something you know like sure and strong and super legit i don't yeah. think i would have bought my first nfts at night yeah yeah that, that makes sense if you're not you wouldn't want your first experience with nfts to be something you really don't understand or don't even know the artist so yeah that makes total sense um so you kind of talked about how your first experience with nfts and everything what would you say is uh your current like favorite nft or nft collection that you personally own mm, my uh honestly it's um clonex from artifact so that's my favorite one i think um it's my favorite one because like i still have it as a vr and uh it's still not a clone i still did not redeem it as a clone it's still a vr so i still don't know what type of clone it will be if it will be a rare one if it would be not a rare one, you know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like, it's very special to me. And the most crazy part about it is now, so it's a collection of 20,000 like uh, PFP. And there is maybe like 19,200 who are revealed. So that means there is like less than 800 VR who are unrevealed. So we're really make part of like a very exclusive like nft you know what i mean oh wow wow so do you do you mind to go into more depth of like uh the stuff you've been given because you've hold you've held your clone x yes so because i was holding my clone x for example on christmas day i received uh, what they call the space pod it's like a little house that mm -hmm. you can hang for your clonex and like you can have like uh you can expose like your nft in this little house and it's like kind of like a very cool and futuristic design house 
and it's very fun because your friend can come and visit your house and you can like if you have like for example um you know like uh, the, the 3d uh, google vr thing you know like yeah you, you can go and like watch it like this as well so it's very fun and interactive so they give us this as an nft for christmas and it was free this nft at some point went up to three east so that was quite a lot you know so wow something free and then after down the road they gave us another nft that it's called the monolith and this was the first nike branded nft in collaboration with artifact because i don't know if you guys know but artifact has been by has been bought by nike and so basically nike own artifact and so that was their first like nft to basically revealed and so they gave they give that to all the clonex community and holders and so we get that gifted and it was for free again and this one at some point the floor were up to 12 east so that was oh my east and mine i resell mine for 9.8 east so that's quite a lot you know and i was very very happy because at the time when i reselled it it was like around like twenty eight thousand dollars so mm-hmm. it's great you know for something that was giving for free to me yeah yeah wow good job good job Thank i'm really uh really happy to hear that but um uh you obviously talked about how you have made profit from uh your nfts that you own like uh currently in the market that we're, we're recording this the nft market and especially uh the crypto market has seen a bit of a dip like how does it feel to uh be so heavy into nfts and crypto and everything while the kind of market is falling i mean obviously like because the market is falling like you can't stop like checking up your phone like mm-hmm. looking at notification like there is a stupid like con based notification saying like hey the, the east is down 5.2 percent or like oh the east is up and this and that you know so it's like even if you don't want to pay attention you you pay attention to it so it's like annoying after it's like for me because like crypto and like nfts this is not like what actually like put uh food on my plate because i have a job in my daily life you know i'm fine you know so i'm not really that stressed but uh after all like i see that as like a good moment uh, to make opportunities you know and uh, i think this is like actually when the market is down that you can make the best move because like the ease is low so obviously that costs you less that uh, if you are buying uh, so for example let's say you buy an nft at one ease and the nf the ease is at four thousand dollars and right now the ease is at like around two thousand two hundred dollars mm-hmm. i mean obviously you save like so much money by buying the nft right now when it's low you know so yeah yeah so is that you save money this way and on top of that it's like because the market is like kind of slow there is already people who are like putting their nft like cheaper you know what i mean so yeah. it's a great time to buy for those tourism i think yeah if you're on any type of crypto twitter you're, all, you're seeing a lot of people talk about how it's time to quote unquote buy the dip or uh sweep the floor of nft collections because a lot of floors of uh collections are dropping to their kind of when you compare them to their all-time highs so if, if there yes. are obviously i don't want to give anyone financial advice and um, that makes someone make a bad decision. But if you there's a collection you've been looking to get into for a while, and I mean it's the same collection whether it's worth forty ETH or 
five eat. So if if you want to sweep the floor, I mean, it, it it does. It's not looking like a bad decision right now. I know it's like you might as well doing it now, you know, because like if you are down to, basically my my concept is like if you are down to do it when the hype was there, it's like why would you not buy it now when there is no hype and it's cheap, you know? It's like it's the same NFT like you say. So you might as well getting it for for like the cheapest possible. That's one because it's like, for example, um, yesterday, I think when we were talking or, uh, yeah, I think it was yesterday or before, before we were talking, I was seeing like the board Ape collection. It was at like 88 ETH or like 80, yeah. 80 ETH. And then like in the end of afternoon or like yesterday night, it spiked up back to like a hundred ETH. So it's like, <laughs> Imagine you have just cop one at like 80 or 88. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's almost 20s of profit. Yeah, there's still a lot of money to be made, even though prices are low. And this is crazy. Of course, like, I mean, I'm not gonna say like, invest 88 don't put your money into all this, but it's like, pay attention to the market and you might be able to make a good deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, on that kind of point of uh, seeing a bunch of crypto or people on twitter talking about buying the dip and sweeping the floors um obviously you are big into social media as well as creating youtube videos um like what kind of first made you want to start posting content about crypto and helping people like with the crypto space so simply just because there was nothing available online because it was so early that basically um I was lost because my brother told me, okay, get into it. But me, I live in United States. He live in France. There is nine hours of time zone difference, which is a lot, you know, like I wake up, you almost go to bed. So it's not like he can really explain me how to do it. So I had to figure out things on the go. But I mean, honestly, he was able to help me as much as he can. But there was some times that he was sleeping and I was not able to actually bother him. And I was needed elsewhere on the moment. And every time I was going to... Google or YouTube, there was almost no information and I was kind of frustrated. So I was like telling to myself, obviously, I'm not the only one. And because this space is going to grow, I'm not going to be the only one in the future. So we need content and we need them right now. So I gather the most information that I was able to gather and I made my first video YouTube and this is how I get going. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's pretty, pretty awesome story to hear. And if anyone in the audience is... Um, looking to learn about some NFT collections as well as kind of the basics to NFTs. I would I would highly recommend you follow NFT Arthur on both his Instagram and his YouTube. He makes amazing content. And he's really even though he doesn't get a lot, he doesn't have a, a massive following. Just like uh, the just like the NFT Nation podcast, we don't have amazing uh, a massive following either. We are making really really good content that is helpful for everyone. I know, and at the end of the day, I don't believe it's all about the following. It's like really about what you produce because like I've seen like some people actually in the industry, they have tons of followers and I truly believe actually some of them are fake and mm -hmm. most of like the content they produce, it's like some some contents are going to be reused and reused over and over and over, you know, and it's not really like helpful or anything, you yeah. know, like really informative, I would say. But after all, with some positive note, it's always good to have some content out here. So I'm not going to 
thought bad on anyone or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to burn any bridges or anything. Even though you might have opinions on certain creators and maybe certain people in the space that aren't doing as as good as they uh or they're not as doing as good for the community as they could be doing. You don't want to uh, talk bad about anyone if you don't really fully know them. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great way to live. You don't really, especially in this space, you never know who's going to introduce you to a collection or who's going intru- to introduce you to a certain creator. So you really just want to. Obviously, there's people that uh, you can see that like, oh, I shouldn't trust this person, or I'm going to uh, keep my eye out for him. But it's a, it's it's always a good thing just to talk to someone or just to see someone with a grain of salt and kind of just look at them in a good light whenever it's possible. I know, I know, I know, I know. I always like try to stay as neutral as I can and and keep it low key and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, and kind of on that same topic of uh, your social media kind of presence, what does what do you think the future looks like for your content? Obviously, you post a lot of things on Instagram explaining what the basics to NFTs are. Like, are you looking to maybe create some TikToks or move over to more YouTube videos and explanation videos? Like, what's the future look like for you? Honestly, I really, really want to continue YouTube's video. I think like there is like a huge potential in YouTube and uh, we are very early, you know, like in the stage of NFTs and people are, I mean, like mostly when people are looking information, I know now it's like we're in a big generation of Instagram, but at the end of the day, when they go back home, they go on their computer and they mostly use YouTube. So I really like YouTube. So I definitely want to be like very much oriented on YouTube and like produce more video and content for people to help them navigate through the NFT world. But um, as well, I'm gonna still keeping doing my Instagram thing, you know, and like doing like some posts uh, and eventually more reels and stuff like this, you know. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I've seen, especially with the Instagram portion Instagram reels are a great great way to reach a wide audience because people love uh, going on the reels and just scrolling and you never know what's going to pop up next. And you never know, an NFT Arthur uh, reel might pop up on some people's social medias and uh, they might continue, they might start to follow you and learn more about it. So it's, know, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really good option. I know, that's crazy because like, for example, one time, um, I mean, when, it, when was it? It was like a few months ago, I was uh, in, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about Antelope Canyon. It's like in, in Arizona, it's like beautiful. And there is like a place that's called Horseshoe Bend. And it's very nice. And I was like making a reel with me watching uh, um, one of my NFT with the view behind. And in less than 24 hours, the thing got like 20,000 view real quick. You wow. Know? Wow. It's, it's kind of crazy, like the power of reels, you know? Yeah. You never really know, like, how the Instagram or social media, like, audience will take some content until it really is post. Because you can think you're making something great or you can think you're making something that is, like, not so great or kind of sucks. But once you post it, it's like, and things can go, quote, unquote, viral for no, like, just a crazy reason. Like, you never know what the algorithm is going to do to your content. And it, it is really nice to see when you do create a post like that. And you get the recognition that of like hard work, it's it's a it's a great feeling. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Honestly, like I've done like multiple reels now. I, I have like maybe like um, tens reels that I've done like um, on my Instagram, and they have like 
at least a minimum each of them like 3000 view and that's crazy because like actually reels actually gets more views than just like regular posts and yeah. get like much more like uh how does it come a buzz easily and i think it's great to do it so i definitely encourage people who actually want to grow their social media <laughs> to do a lot of reels it's yeah. a way to do it that's for sure yeah especially um and if you make a reel that can kind of get people's attention really quickly it's perfect because i mean people's attention spans are about 3 seconds and if your video if your video isn't either funny or entertaining for the first 3 seconds they're not going to continue to watch so yeah it, it's a <laughs> yeah um to kind of move off of your whole content or anything what do you think It's like what's the favorite thing? What's your favorite kind of content you've created whether that be a YouTube video or like what's the most helpful thing you think you've made? Uh my most helpful thing I think I've made I think was like my YouTube video talking about Nifty Getaway, how to navigate through Nifty Getaway. And I've met some other one as well, you know, like how to use Haribel, how to use like OpenSea, you know, like stuff like this. So those have been like A is the most view and B is the one who actually like helps the most people, you know, like I can mm -hmm. tell like in yeah. the comment section, like people are always commenting like, thank you. It was so helpful or like, you know, like some positive comments that I'm like, damn, I actually helped someone, you know, like I was not <laughs> yeah. like here physically to help them, but like my video helps them, you know, navigate through and understand something. And I'm like, wow, I did something positive in someone's life, you know, so I'm very happy about it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I've I've seen um, similar to that where I've had like a DM or like a message on Instagram or Twitter after someone's watched, listened to some of my content, and they've been like, "Thank you so much. Like this helped me. Like I was having trouble understanding this topic, and you, this episode really helped me. So it's a great feeling. I, I it's like it's it really just makes me, even though I'm like a small creator, it makes you think, okay, I'm doing something. I'm helping people. I'm dumb on the right path. I know, I know. It's sad fun because like I was thinking the other day, like we are in 2022. If you're not here to help anyone in the world or, or help your friends or your family, you don't belong to this world <laughs> because like literally you're a waste to this world. Honestly. Exactly. Like now it's all about like community and helping each other. So if you're not there for that, just leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um That's kind of a heartfelt way to kind of end the questions. But I, the, before we go, I have three kind of fun questions for you to just to move off of crypto and everything. But for the first one, what would you say is your favorite crypto right now? Mm, I mean, honestly, it's always been ETH. The mm -hmm. ETH has always been my like main crypto, and it's like. I mean, like, I'm not really, really, really huge on, like, crypto as much as I'm huge on NFTs, honestly. Like, yeah. the only type of crypto, actually, that I have, it's, like, is Bitcoin. I have a bit of looks because, like... Uh, did you ever think about, like, getting into Solana and the Solana NFTs, or did you just uh, make stick with ETH? No, honestly, I never think about it. And uh, every time, like... It's not really something that is really in my mind. Every time I tell to myself, oh yeah, if I see an, uh, a Solana NFT that I really like, eventually, you know, I will convert some ETH to Solana, you know, and like do it real quick. But like, no, it's not really like my main priority, my main like 
concern of investment, you know, like I'm more in, like oriented into like NFTs investment and like stacking some ETH and eventually a, a bit of Bitcoin. And I get as well, I have like, like I say, some looks rare because the website looks rare because uh, I was able to claim some for free. And so I, I made like, um, I, st I stake some with them. So I was able like to gain some more. So I still have them with them. So I, I keep those. I think like there is as well a, a coin that interests me right now, but I don't own it. It's honestly the ape coin. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's an interesting coin because it's going to have some utility in the future, especially right now. Like right now, like it's a good moment. I think if like anyone wants to buy some, it's a good moment because it's super low. But whenever they're gonna say like, "Hey, you can use the hate coin in the in the in the the, the other side, the other side metaverse," like people, they're all gonna fucking buy this coin, you know, because they're all gonna <laughs> use the other side. That's yeah. It. So that's a coin I would say interests me right now at the moment. Yeah, yeah, especially on the like the ape coin topic, it's 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 kind of they kind of hinted at maybe creating their own blockchain after the kind of ethereum uh ethereum got pretty much blocked or kind of there's a massive traffic jam during the other side mint, yeah. like the landmate and then they hinted at maybe we need like our own blockchain and it's like oh oh like if apecoin does this like it's going to be a massive player in the game definitely oh yeah for sure for sure for sure so yeah definitely something to keep an eyes on it <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm definitely keeping ApeCoin on my watch list. But um, this is a question that I asked all my uh, my podcast guests, no matter who they are. And it is, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Mm, I think it would be just uh, time travel. Why? Because <laughs> there's so much you can do in time travel. I mean, like, A... Like, I can go back to every single moment I love the most in my life. So that's great. B, I can, like, decide to know when I can be rich. Like, let's say I want to time travel before Google was made. I can, like, make it myself, you know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to explain it in detail, but there's plenty of things that can be done with time travel. And I think this is amazing. So I would choose time travel. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a great option, especially uh, if you were the the guy to go back in time and maybe um, <laughs> you maybe you were the guy that bought a pizza for ten thousand bitcoins. Maybe you'd hold them on a little bit longer than uh, cash them out early. I think I would definitely time travel during like the board ape minting and oh yeah, a yeah, hundred yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, Actually, yeah. I would do like 200 of them or 300 of them, as many as I can. I would like to <laughs> board for them. Exactly, exactly. That's but, all what I would do. That's all what I would do, and I would, I would become a legend. And that's it. <laughs> you'd, you'd be known as an NFT Arthur, the goat of board apes. Just like know, right? you would be the leader. <laughs> I know. But uh, I see, I, I, would, I, would mean, I mean, if really time travel existed and like I was the only one, yeah, I would definitely go back during like board ape minting and I would buy like at least like a thousand of them. Like something huge, you know, like something that yeah. I can like control almost the market <laughs> yeah yeah but um arthur i just want to thank you again for coming on the podcast and obviously um some of the audience may be looking to continue continue to follow you beyond just this podcast 
where can the audience follow you on any of your social medias? So you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at NFT Arthur, as well on my YouTube channel as well uh, NFT Arthur. So that's the main social media that I use. If you guys have any question, do not hesitate to DM me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I will definitely have uh, the links to your social medias in this episode description. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, If you learned something today, feel free to share this episode with a friend. Uh, Also, leave five stars on Spotify. It tells Spotify that even though we are a small podcast, people still enjoy listening uh, to our content. And also, feel free to follow our social medias as well. It is at NFT underscore nation underscore podcast and even if you uh have any suggestions for how we can improve the podcast or maybe even if you want to be a future podcast guest feel free to message us um but i just want to say thank you guys again for watching and or listening today and arthur do you care to say goodbye to everyone in french uh yes of course i, I don't mind uh first of all i'm gonna also say it in english thank you guys for uh, listening to me thank you also the nft nation for having me it was great talking with you and sharing uh, and exchanging about like the NFT culture and in French au revoir tout le monde merci beaucoup et à bientôt awesome thanks for listening guys <laughs>